0: Oh, I can't leave the kids at home with him. You know, he can't babysit the kids. We are, not ah, what are you talking about? You're babysitting. babysitting. A parent cannot babysit their own children.
1: Hi, everyone. Carol here. And Shiro. Welcome back to Something About Life. We are so. Excited to be back again. We are consistently churning out episodes and today is episode five. And before we start, just a reminder, please like our pages and uh, listen to us and follow us where you normally get your podcast episodes, Anchor, Spotify, whichever. Shiro, how have you been? Not too bad. Not too bad. Hectic
0: as usual, like as as we were talking.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm tired.
1: (laughs) i know like that's the scheme i'm I'm so tired
0: tired. i need to go somewhere like i thought easter was was going to sort me out it has not i just have now anxiety because i've just gone back to work and you have like all the work all the work that was sitting there waiting for you anyway it's okay
1: yeah no i totally understand like my easter was like (laughs) zero rest uh you know i fell ill and that just messed up my whole lister because, you know, I'm so I'm recovering from that. Hopefully everything works out. But today we are back in studio and we're so excited. We're talking something about something that's very close to our hearts. Mm. And both of us are actively in that space. And I know a lot of our listeners are also there. And uh, it's a very wide subject, so we just, we're going to leave it at that and see how it goes. But today we're going to talk about motherhood. Yeah, exciting, yeah? Mm-hmm. Can I hear all the mothers in the house? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's us. So we're, we're just going to discuss motherhood in general. This one, we're going to peg it on our experiences. So both Shira and I are mothers to two kids, and we just want to share, like, how, how has the journey been so far and what we're looking forward, our challenges and expectations and also just societal norms and pressures around motherhood? Yeah. yeah. So, Shiro, how was your first pregnancy?
0: The one I didn't want. Yes, that Not one. Not on the pregnancy, let's start. I'm sorry. What I meant was uh-huh. the children. remember when we were talking about when we did FAQs last time. Exactly. And I said, like, I never wanted to get married and I never wanted kids. And now here I am, whole mother of two kids. And I could not imagine my life without them. I know it's very cliche, that little statement, but it's so funny. I mean, when we were deciding what we were going to talk about and I Mm. just spent like three, four days Mm. just looking back to, you know, the last couple of years, because I've got a a five-year-old turning six Mm -hmm. and I have a... Brand new COVID baby. Well, she'll be two this year, (laughs) but she's a proper COVID baby. Yes. And um, I just sat there and I thought about it and I, you know, just reflecting and all that, and I can't believe like I'm here doing these things, right? So I'm enjoying it. I think I've ended up being a Pretty amazing, mother. Even Amen. if I do say so myself. Yes, you
1: are. And you know what, Shiro? That's fantastic. And I'm happy you've said that. Like you're actually giving yourself a pat in, on the back because I think most of the time, as mothers, you tend to just think you're doing something wrong, like you're messing up your kids. But you know what? You're doing great, and that's it's amazing. Yes, you're an amazing mother. I'll second that. Mm, conscious parenting is what it's called. Exactly. Isn't it? Because, yes.
0: Yeah. You forget. It's not. um you don't just let them be. You have to be conscious of how you bring them up. Yeah. Um, what you say to them, how you spend time with them, which is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Um, I, for example, struggled initially to have um this child that yeah. I wanted. It Took me a couple of years. Yeah. For us. A yeah, it of took years. you
1: both. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of doctor visits to go and figure out what the problem was. Which yeah. was very strange because my family has no um history of anything in that yeah, you know, in that like sense. you just
1: pop out baby. Yeah. Yeah. You just look at someone and they're pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, That wasn't the case for me. It wasn't happening. And also that's something I think also that's yeah, as you're delving into it, you can share a bit more. Because I've been seeing like a lot of conversations about infertility and you know waiting on babies and so on and it's such a sensitive topic and i was reading a thread yesterday where someone was saying people don't actually talk about it they don't they don't it's such a hidden topic for me in terms
0: of sensitivity i don't know because i will tell anybody who wants to listen yeah this story mine is not like hectic because we solved it yes unfortunately it took money to do it i don't think if i think if we didn't have the means to we would still be struggling to figure out what the, well, issue the problem was. is yeah you needed to go to a
1: specialist yeah to figure so it out. i'm yeah. not
0: very um i don't feel some type of way about sharing this experience with me because i realize the more i talked about that there were We were so many of us going through it. So many. Nobody wanted to say anything. Yeah,
1: there's a shame attached to it also. Like people, I don't know. Like, I don't know why there's a... But why? It's a problem. It's the same way you have... A headache. A homa. Like, why would you not talk about it and help somebody? But there's a stigma attached to it. And you see also in most cases in Kenya or in Africa, I don't know, in general, the woman is seen as a problem. Yes. That's not always the case. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. More often than not. Yeah. So there's a stigma attached to it. But yeah, continue with your story. That was a, a segue into something else. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. So we ended up doing all these tests. Fun out. The issue was sorted it out, and here was this baby, and it freaked the nine months used to freak me out because I was like, I don't know if I had to do something to have this baby, are they going to be okay? Yes. And um they ended up being textbook. Like came out the day they were supposed to come out. If they were, if the chat said today you were watermelon, she was yeah, a watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> like it was. If was supposed to feel nauseous from this week and ending in nakada couple, it was exactly the way it was. It so was, it was textbook, really. Yeah. It was really. I have found that I am pregnancy isn't really. Young. I don't suffer it. Right? Yeah. Um, So I always tell my friends, I can have all your babies for you. You just come. You can, How many you do you? I'll carry, I'll the carry them for you. Yeah, you can be a surrogate, actually. Yeah, the entertainment of kids is where I struggle. Yeah. I am not that fun, mom. <laughs> I actually hate it. I do not like entertaining children.
1: Well, the positive thing is they're growing up. And then soon, you don't have to entertain Well, luckily for me, them. I have a spouse who does that. Yeah, You go kick the
0: ball with them and... Climb trees and all those things, it's not, no, it's not for me. It's not for you. No, 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 no.
1: No, interesting. Because, like, for me, I think my first pregnancy or near, you know, my baby girl, I have a seven-year-old soon, eight at the end of the year, and a three-year-old for next year. But I think with my first pregnancy, I struggled. Because I got pregnant very soon after I had a a surgery. Like I'd had a surgery for something totally different, but it involved my reproductive organs. And because of that, just being pregnant very soon after, um, it meant like my pregnancy was a bit fragile. So I had to, like, I was constantly at the doctor's office. You know, I used to go there like every two weeks. Most people go once a month, but I was constantly under check. You know, they were not sure if my cervix could remain closed for the duration of the pregnancy. So it was a bit of like a high risk pregnancy. Mm. But us getting pregnant, that was it happened like this. Like we decided, oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. We're ready to start for our family. I think one day later I was pregnant. Like it was just very instantaneous. But the pregnancy itself was a very uh difficult one. I, I actually struggled. And at some point because of so much water retention, I got sleep apnea. What is that? Uh, is, it's when you stop breathing when you're sleeping. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. And, and yeah. I remember Jeez. my gyna telling <laughs> my husband, like, you actually have to uh, sit and observe. We have to know the severity of this sleep apnea because she can't figure it out. She's sleeping. And I think we counted, and it was like, I think up to 50 or 60 times I was stopping. And then, you know, and that, that was actually very risky also. So in the end, because of all those factors, I had to be like, when the baby just reached 37 weeks or 38 weeks, I was going to be induced. Like, and that's what happened. Like the doctor was just waiting for like, okay, now the baby can come out. I was induced. Like there was no waiting. I was swollen. Oh my God. Like I looked like, I see pictures of myself and I'm like, who is that? Like, I just had so much water retention. And I remember after giving birth, and even uh, the labor, thankfully, I don't know what lo- labor pains are. I am such uh, a, <laughs> I fear pain. So we already in my bath plan, I was just like epidural, immediate, like <laughs> epidural, like I don't care, like I epidural, like, <laughs> and my guy knows my pain level is... It's negligible. It's not there. So I was barely two centimeters dilated. It's like, yeah, give her the epidural. Because <laughs> already I was like, what is that? is that? Is that pain? Is that a labor pain? No, 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 no. And especially because I was being induced. So. Yeah. But I didn't feel pain really even the induction. Like people say they feel, for me, it was actually really good. Yeah, mine was and, horrible. Oh, Polly pollen anyway. yeah and also my um the the epidural worked fantastic I didn't get any side effects and you know I ended up doing an epidural with a second bath also but the thing that I remember was once I just gave birth and the, the baby had to be assisted she had to be vacuumed out like it was just a dramatic one but she came out perfectly and I remember like the follow-up like the next day and my guy was just like I am so happy we are done with that journey. He was actually worried Mm. and he didn't want to put that pressure on me, but he was like, this was a high risk pregnancy. So now I'm happy that's done. But that that was amazing. That was my pregnancy journey. But then my second one was flawless. Like I was just, it was just my tummy that grew big. I, I didn't, I was not averse to any food. He almost went due to 40-whatever weeks, but I was also induced. Me, I'm those ones of like, this is a due date. We are coming to hospital. Induce me. I Give me my epidural. <laughs> give me my epidural. And I remember discussing and saying, I don't know what it is to go into labor. Because, you know, with the first one, I just went and was induced. And that was my biggest fear. Like, will I actually know what actually going into labor mm. is? Will I know the signs? Uh, but we did it. And yeah, we went induced and the baby came. And sometimes I say, honestly, I think that's the easy part. Raising them is, yep. is when the work actually becomes harder. And I don't care what anyone says, like the first six weeks of any baby's life, baby one, baby two, or baby 10, you can't convince me otherwise, At the worst days of my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's not, it's not, it's nothing about the baby per se. You know, it's, it's, it's just, they
0: don't sleep. They, well, I don't know. My my baby slept all
1: through. And like even when they were newborn, you didn't have to feed them every two, three hours. No, mine slept.
0: Uh, but the issue, especially mine was excitement. Now yeah. when you're being told when the baby sleeps, he sleeps. Nobody's sleeping. Exactly. That exhaustion. So I was, you're exhausted. Your boobs are like exploding. So I used to be like, what is this child going to wake ah. up? Yeah, to breastfeed. Breastfeeding was a thing I really hated about a newborn. Let me not lie. Hated it. Yeah. It was so much work. It hurts. <laughs> you're uncomfortable constantly. It's just... You're leaking. I, like, you're leaking. And it's just... You and know, you have to express. And then I had issues where I didn't have enough milk, for example. So yeah. I could only express enough for me to go into a supermarket to come back home. Yeah. That's it. And then because so, you also want to exclusively breastfeed. I didn't really care, by the way. I'm happy yeah. with the bottles. Uh-huh. No, the issue is, uh-huh. if I'm going to sleep now, I haven't expressed, when that baby wakes up while I'm trying to do something,
1: I'll have to feed them. If It's just, I hate Hated it. Yeah, and it's good also. I like. I like that we're being real with this. You know, some people also romanticize these things, like, oh, it's so nice. You know, breastfeeding, and it's amazing. And I know some people love this, and it's an uh, amazing experience for them. But for me, it was just tiring. Like after my first year of, like, you know, like I did exclusive breastfeeding for both of them seven months actually, (gasps) because I was I was on maternity leave for seven months. Still, so. Wow, well done. So I was actually like really, uh, I uh, you know, I was just there, so I I did it, and I was pumping. It's exhausting. And then with the first baby. So with my second, I think I was more comfortable, so I wasn't obsessive. but with my first one, I'm the one who had to clean those bottles. Like I'm the one who had to sanitize them. I, I couldn't even trust my help. I couldn't trust anyone else like, even hold the baby, hold the baby? Yep. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is it. This is how we're gonna do right. it. So that that's also a challenge. And I like I normally say like for my friends who are pregnant, please accept help. Like don't don't go crazy. But
0: it's just you were told the same thing, and you were still. It's, Did it's I do easier. It? It's easier no, said than done. No, no, no. no. And Sayo, you forget mm. you've just come out of a very traumatic, traumatic experience for your body. Yes, your body is acting a certain way. This other child is over here crying for you you've got another guy in the house who probably isn't even allowed to carry the baby. Yes. Over there snoring as you're dying. Of, <laughs> and you're of, getting of, upset.
1: You're getting upset. You're like, why is he breathing? <laughs> he can't hear the baby crying. Yeah. He can't yeah. see yeah. them suffering over yeah. here. Yeah, But I, I think like, honestly, the first child is like, oh my God, it's difficult. Uh, even with all the help, And then add a dash of postpartum depression in there for some of us. And the the recipe, it's just a recipe for disaster. Honestly, I don't remember the first year of my daughter's life. Like I was in a daze. Mm. Like I was functioning, but I was, I had undiagnosed postpartum depression, basically. Like it was diagnosed very much later on. And I couldn't figure it out. Like, I will just sit and stare. And then also for relationships, it's a bit difficult because remember your partner, their life hasn't really changed. Yet you, your body has gone through this whole mess. Your whole body is trying to get back together. You're like, you can't recognize yourself. Uh, You're breastfeeding this little person and then, There's just all these things. And you also have to keep yourself alive while you're at it. All these emotions. So for me, I just, I I really struggle. Like that's one thing I normally say very openly. I really struggle. Like it might not have seemed that way to people. Because, you know, sometimes from outside looking in, everything looks okay. But for me, it was a struggle. And like what that helped me is like, I said consciously to myself, if if we ever get another baby again, first of all, we decided because of all those struggles I had, we had a conscious decision. And you we said, we're only having one baby. It was that bad. Like I was like, I'm not doing this again. Mm. I'm not doing the pregnancy again. I'm not doing childbirth again because this is just too much. And luckily my husband was on the same page with me. We had actually agreed. Until almost uh, she was almost heading to four. That's when we kind of had a mind shift, and that mind shift was a very practical mind shift because then we underwent uh, an experience and, and we were like, okay, maybe we should actually think about having another child as a comp- so that our baby is not alone yeah. in the world. And yeah. that's the only reason we actually yep. changed our minds. Like I was solid. I am not having another child. Like I can't go through this again. So finally, but when we decided we're going to have another one, I was very clear on what I wouldn't let myself go through and what I would, you know, so it really, it helped. And I talked with my guy and I remember even talking to him and saying, you know, maybe you should introduce these tests. Like I know in Scandinavia, especially they have these tests, like even if you just answer one question, right, you'll get counseling just to make sure that, you know, maybe it's just the baby blues and it's not postpartum depression. We don't have that here there's just an assumption that, okay, you'll be fine. Go. But the, we need to understand postpartum depression better. And people always think like, oh, but you have all this help. Like you have a nanny. Does nothing do you with anything. You have a house help. It has nothing to do with the help you have. Basically, it's just your hormones are out of sync. And if you're lucky, you can have a mild case. But yeah. for some people, it's very severe. Yeah. And I really think that at least now there are a bit more people talking about it. But when I was researching that time cuz I was like I, maybe I do have postpartum depression but the cases you will see were so extreme like yeah. do you feel like throwing your baby? down Yes the yeah that's
0: the thing those are but the examples you get That's not what I was feeling And I remember when we did we we did lamas um for the first baby <clears throat> and during those sessions I remember the uh, the people conducting the the, the classes mm-hmm. talking to their husbands yeah. or the male partners in the room and yeah giving them signs of postpartum depression. Yeah. And making sure that they could figure it out. Because when your spouse or whoever comes out of hospital with this child, yeah, something shifts sometimes, it does. right? It does. So they were giving them signs stuff to look out for and mm-hmm. also certain um things they should do in the house. Help. Yeah. Ask a question. Yes. Ask, do you need anything? What do you need? Yeah. How can I help you? Just Even those questions help a little bit. It might not even be a matter of postpartum depression, but you're overwhelmed. You still come home. Maybe you're the one who makes dinner. You're still the one who's doing dinner. You're still... As you said, the guy's life doesn't really change much. It doesn't. doesn't. There's just another human in that house. But things just go as they are. And you are trying, because we are also told, we are also, you know... We have to do it all, don't we? we yes, are supposed to be
1: super women, right? Exactly. So you're trying to keep up and do everything. You cannot. Yes. And Shiro, you've said something so interesting. I remember in, when we asked about the questions, you know, the FAQs, there was one question uh, about motherhood, basically, like, why do we feel the need uh, to do it all as moms and to su- a certain extent, even ending up infantilizing your partner or husband in the process? And, and even saying that, you know, my, my partner cannot bathe the kids. My partner cannot do this with the kids. And Who like, said? Who say, like, why are you doing that? I, I just I'm trying to wrap my head around that. But that's so common even when you see forums on facebook and blah 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 and guys are like no you know you shouldn't let your husband bathe your daughter you shouldn't let your husband do this with the kids and i'm like but he's the father of these children and if you don't trust this guy what are you doing you know because what does that imply it implies that you think your partner is going to abuse your kids it, that's the essence of it all. Oh, he's very incompetent, which is stupid. Because if you want here, who's
0: supposed to bring up these kids, where are the kids going to go? Exactly. If happens, something happened to you, you would hope to God that this guy knows how to deal with his own kids, yes. right? Yes. It's a whole thing of, oh, I can't leave the kids at home with him. You know, he can't babysit the kids. We are not oh, what are you talking about? You're babysitting. babysitting. A parent cannot babysit their
1: own children. You're this is a parent. Care of You're your your child. parenting. Yes. I don't understand that. But the, it, that thing rails me up so much. Thank you. It I'm on me the same up. page. Like, I cannot understand why, you know, you're, uh, you're infantilizing your spouse. It's not another child. Like, it's a full adult. Yes, and I do understand. There are cases when you feel maybe they're not doing the things the way you would like them to be done because everyone has a system. But I think sometimes just let them. Do it exactly. their way. Exactly. It's not easy. Talking from experience, <laughs> it is not easy. It is not. You have to let the reins mm-hmm. go. You, you just have to go, like, you know what? It's fine. I remember, like, with my daughter turned one, and I was just like, okay, I wanted to stop breastfeeding. I'm going to go away for seven days. I went. I went to visit one of my besties in Rome for seven days. I was like, bye. You guys will figure it out. The nanny is there. You're with the baby, and you'll figure it out. You will figure it out. You have no option. No option, and even between though that time, I did like some, you know, two nights away, three nights away. I'm like, no, like I cannot also just give up myself entirely, and like my life rotates around. But that's what is expected. You've (laughs) had you've had the kids
0: now. What taught on you, are mama? You've never heard of that? They'll always be yours, not ours. When it oh. serves when it serves some people. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> the kids are yours. No. I am a firm believer of the children, are both of ours. And 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 like for me, it's just been I've also struggled with letting go. There's some things, you know, like I want it to be done my way. Yeah. Like, but then at some point I just realize okay, you know what? Just you know, it's fine. It's fine. Like it 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 it's irritating you, and then you're like, like hey, it's fine. Just And it's taken a long, it's still, we're still in that journey. Of course, there are just things that you'll be like, I'm sorry, I disagree with that. But I would say like, we both, like my partner and I, we both play a super active role in the kids' lives. Like, for instance, you know, there's no uh, only mama can do this. Of course, sometimes there are some preferences. Yeah. If the baby is sick, chances are they will prefer to be held by you. And, you know, like there's just more uh, also the maternal thing where yeah. like there are things that maybe the kids might prefer the mother. But most of the cases it's across. But because I've also been away, the kids have been sick. They're With the papa, yeah, they stay with their daddy. Like, yeah. this, this, I'm not there, so that just shows he's also able to take care of exactly. that exactly. Yeah, he, of so. course, <laughs> they
0: are. As you said, it's infantili- infantilized, it has nothing to do with their capabilities. Exactly. It's either it's a choice, or you're the, yeah, it's basically a choice that you've decided. Um, he can't wash the kids, yes, he can't make a breakfast for the kids, he can't dress the kids. All he does is put them in the car and drive and pay
1: school fees. No, No. you have to let them. But also that's the thing. You have to give your partner an opportunity to also be present. Because I also think if you refuse overtures for help, they will stop and they'll be like, okay, so this is what I need to do. I need to only be present when there's money to, you know, I don't Mm. know, send them somewhere and not actually do their work. So ladies out there. If you have babies or kids, please let your partner be actively involved. And if you haven't given birth yet, when you eventually do, let your partner be active. Just let them be. And also, like, if you're not able to breastfeed, you know, let the partner also do the feeding. Like, you don't have to kill yourself. And even if you're able to breastfeed, pump and sleep and let someone else do the the feeding. Like, I think there's just some things that have been ingrained with us. Through societal norms that we should do, yeah. But, and 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 funny. This is like totally off topic, but like this obsession with like porridge, and you know, being let for fermented porridge in Mtungi five liter like, you know, every like, week. I I can honestly say I did not drink any porridge <laughs> when I gave birth. I, I, it's 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 a cultural thing because honestly, and I always say this: just drink fluids because i remember i remember even telling someone but like what about the other cultures the ones who don't have who don't porridge, have porridge. <laughs> like for me my, you know with my husband like their definition of porridge by the way and our definition is like uh the moon and the sun yeah uh, our porridge is wimbi versus oats <laughs> oats exactly what they call porridge is oats and me for me that's <laughs> not porridge my porridge is the liquidy thing which they don't even know what that is so so that, that's when you are let what for in the house by your mother
0: and your... In-laws. Sit, as you sit there in pajamas and breastfeed the whole day and just be mommy. And let me tell you, when I had my first kid, uh-huh. I was full-on mommy, uh-huh. right? Yes. Then you go to a point, uh-huh. I couldn't sit in that house. <laughs> I hear that child crying, I want to yeah. lose my mind. Yeah. So I remember I went out and I called it Mommy's Day Out. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that thing has stuck because I realized... Mm-hmm. I had completely lost my personality in, yes, in about 6 months in about 6 months yeah she didn't exist anymore it was mama so and so yeah and I've never even though I always say even though I am a mother I'm still a babe I have never, thank this, this you, assumption now that it's not a crazy mass, cutting at Oshana Evie, Morunava Evie, Mona Unaka Evie. No, my friend, <laughs> I was, I was still <laughs> I'm still a person. I'm still a person. I'm still a babe. Yeah. I just happened to have kids. That should not now make me at your mother. You know what I mean? When I say I know, babe? I
1: know, I know that one. And like for me, And also, I lost
0: yeah. myself. And I went yes. out and I started doing small things actively for myself. Yes. And I still do them until today. Yeah. Um, some you've, you know, you incorporate, some you get rid of,
1: blah, blah, yeah. blah. But mommy's day out is still a thing. I know. Like it's so important. So for me, I don't necessarily have mommy's day out, but I do have like my timeouts. And also because of my job, cause I get to travel quite a bit. I treasure those trips. Because it, it's like a timeout for me. It's it's just about me. Like I can literally just focus on me. Of course I'll I'll miss my babies, I'll miss my partner, I'll talk to them. But at the end of the day, like I can just sleep how I want. No one will wake me up. No, you know, there are no demands on my time. Yeah. So either even if it's not a work trip, I'll always make sure like then maybe I go somewhere with my girls or do something so that you don't forget yourself. Like and and you see also I I like watching Mamanda says you know marriage is not an achievement or like you know having babies like that's not the reason why you're here on planet earth it's it just adds to who you are as a person yeah but you should not let that be your definition like that should not be your defining space like you introduce yourself, you don't forget your name. (laughs) You know, you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm Mama Nani. No, I'm Carol. You know, like and and even like I remember at some point I was like, with my nannies, should I just let them call me my name? You know, because like I felt like my identity was being lost. Like my identity is now Mama Nani. And I'm like, (sighs) no, that's not me. Like I am actually Carol. Because you see for our husbands, okay, yes, they're called Baba Nani, but most of the time it's their names you know they remain like their identity still remains as who they are whereas you you're now you're a wife you're a mom you know you're, everything else takes a back seat to you, to being you. those two yeah. identities and it's been a struggle i remember because then um just recently i told you last year or not last year or they i don't even know these covid years have merged together <laughs> Into one big century. Yeah, one of those years. I remember uh, I did some counseling. I went to a therapist and I was just like, I'm feeling so lost. Like, I I need to reclaim that part of me. Like, I I know I'm a fun person. I know, like, I, I am so interesting. But I feel like all these things have kind of been diluted with these other identities that seem to be, like, pushing down everything else. And I think just going through those sessions and, you know, one of the um, feedback I got was like, you you know, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with you. It's just that you probably need to recalibrate yourself. And that's what I've been working on. So it's work in progress. uh, Lord knows it ain't easy. I'm just saying it. We can be talking here and saying the way, oh, you should do this and do that. But it's really hard work. But for me, I feel like in the past year or two, I've really now gone back to me And my self-development and trying to just be me in parallel to being these other identities and not letting the motherhood or the wifehood or the whatever take over but I can let them complement each, each other. other yeah. yeah, That's what I want. Like I want a place, I'll never probably get that balance, but I, I want a place where I just feel like, okay, when you meet Carol, you meet Carol, you get to know her as Carol and not like identifying her as mama, nanny. Yeah. That's also fine if you want to do that, but that's, Not my whole identity. Because I feel as African women, especially, once you have kids, that's your whole identity. It is, yeah. There's nothing else. Like, you're not given space to be anything else. And everything will be judged on the basis of that identity. Have you seen how she does it? And she's a whole mother, of yeah, you know, as a mother, and then, and then, you should, as a mother, she did this, and she's a mother, you know, like it, it qualifies everything. Yeah. And, and for me, it just messes me up. I'm like, no, this is not what life is about. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: But what, let me tell you, like, I think we need to do a part two of this because we there's so much, um, to unpack. Yes. Now, what would you say mm-hmm. is your favorite thing about being a mom?
1: Oh gosh. Or I a few think, favorite things. Yeah, no, I think there, there's quite a lot. Like I just I I I just love, like I love like my my children, like them being my kids. Like that's like one of the best parts. Cause I also don't necessarily really like children. Yeah. <laughs> other people's children. <laughs> no, I don't like, I don't mind them. But like, I, I'm not like those people, like who unnecessarily go courting other people's kids. Yeah. That's, like, that's me. Like I also, you know, like even if there's a small baby, I'll say like, hi, you know, but like, I'm not like all into, like, I'm not like a chill. I, I wouldn't be a kindergarten teacher. Or, yeah, yeah. Like my patience wears things thin, but my kids, like, I love them. Like I, I just, the whole thought that they're mine. Yeah. Get, like, Mm. I am so, that's like one of my best things. Their kisses and hugs, they are pure love. Like for me, it's just, I feel like their love that, and especially at this age where they are, before all the complications come yeah. in <laughs> and all the, I hate you mama comes yeah, in because yeah. I know it will come at yeah. some point. But it's like pure and bridled joy and love. Like they love you wholesomely as mama. Like they just love you as you are. Like, you know, there's no criticism. There's no, they just take you as you are and they love you as you are. You're their mom. They yeah. don't know any other mom. They love you. Yeah. As I said, their hugs and kisses, spending time with them. And for me, the wonder and curiosity, that's always also such a favorite thing. Like, yeah. Sometimes like, the questions I get or the comments my kids make. And I'm like, no, where did you even come up with that? You know, like, cause I, you know, as an adult, you lose your sense of uh, wonder yeah. and curiosity, but through my kids, like I, I, I really, I reenact things. I live things through them going for their school activities, just seeing them thriving, being told like your child is like such a kind and gentle person, always ready to help out. Like, for me, those are just some of the few things that I really love. But I I don't think I can live without them. Yeah. And like, I remember even saying, yes, we only wanted one baby. But when we had our second and like now I cannot imagine life without that child. Mm. Like, what would we do? Like, <laughs> like, he filled a space that I didn't even know yep. was missing. So it's just, there's just this... Pureness in kids that makes you, you know, forget about your stress and just want to be there and look out for the best for them. Yeah. What about you? That's
0: true. I have like, um, men are very funny because I love watching, I I love looking at them and seeing me in them. Yeah. Physically now I'm talking. Uh Me in them and the dad in them. And just how that mix comes out is fascinating for me. Yeah. Um, I also think my kids are very smart. Not that I could, I, I cared if they were smart or not. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that they do, and they've done with, even since they were very young. That yeah. are like, how old are you again? Yeah. And it's really, I enjoy it. I love the personality because that's the other yes. thing. You can only do so much for these kids. You can guide them, blah, blah, blah. but at the end of the day, this is a human with their own, own personality, personality from day one. Yes. So seeing that. Personality and then seeing that it's completely also different from the second one who I also we had for the same reasons. Yeah, I'm from a family of five, mm-hmm. and sometimes some of us get along. Yeah, right. So I was, I thought to myself, like, I'm not gonna leave her if something happened to me and dad. Yeah, I'm not gonna leave her in the world by herself. Self, exactly. I want her to have her person too. Yeah, whether
1: they get along or, or not, not. She, they, they will, will have to share, rally together, yes. they'll rally and they'll have shared experience. Exactly,
0: they'll yes. have to rally together to sort, to sort out s- stuff. Yes. So then they're they're different, they look different, they have different personalities, but they are big fans of each other. It's so fun to watch. Mm. My five-year-old now, we have the most amazing conversations. Like we sit on the couch, we cuddle and she will start telling me certain things. And I'm like, like, what did you see that? Who told you that? How do you know that? How do you know that? And just chats. And she's absolutely hilarious, but doesn't know it. Yeah, actually hates it when you laugh because they're like, Thank Well, you're not you. like, so funny.
1: Oh my god, it's something because my daughter is the same. First of all, if you tell her you're so funny, oh my god, it's like Whoa. the biggest cry. Yeah, me like, too. Don't say that. My
0: starts <laughs> crying like I've exactly. took I'm like, No, it's okay, fine. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I have to apologize for laughing because funny you are hilarious. It's a common thing. Yeah. So, bits like that, and just them growing up, and um. Just watching it. I'm so proud. And then also, my oldest one is a real athlete, which yes. is something I am not, never <laughs> been. Yeah. But anything she takes on, she's brilliant at it. And yeah. it's so amazing to see this in action. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing my 2.0 what she what what will be her thing exactly you know
1: yeah i know it's true so yes as you said you
0: work you work hard you try and work on yourself so you can be a better person be yes. conscious p- parenting and just make time make money so that you can do
1: Stuff for them yeah, that like nobody else them would, to, to ex- travel, yeah, exactly. you know. Like I, you know, we've, I've been traveling, and that's another thing. Also, like as you said, Shiro, this motherhood story will, yeah, it'll keep on recurring. Because, like for me, you know, I hear people saying, "No, I can't travel with kids. Oh, uh, it's such a headache." But I've been traveling with my kids since the oldest, since she was like five months, and the youngest, I think, like from four months, we were already like on a flight across the world, and you manage it. So it's. It's such a good thing to also share with them. And some people say, oh, but they're too young. They won't remember. I don't think so. But you'll remember. I'll remember. Like, yes, yeah. I'll remember those experiences and I'll share with them. So, like, travel the world with your kids if you can. Even locally. Like, show them around. I, I really like, like, I see there's, there's uh, some people who, like, you know, they carry their kids along and they do, like, a tour of the country. And you're like, wow, that's really amazing. <laughs> Cause even me sometimes. I'm yeah, like, that's a bit too much eh, for me. But nah, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, eight hours in a car with the children, but it's still possible. And then when you said something about unpacking, because there's there's a series that's been going on that I think we will will maybe get some someone from that. But there was a series about unmothering the woman. I don't know if yeah, you have seen, seen that. it. Yes, yeah? yeah, that's also interesting. It's because it just touches on like as a mother, what is expected, and then. What is society pushing you into this box and all that? So it's a very really interesting series, I think. Yeah. But yeah we can delve in um, much more later on in general as a topic. But yeah, in general, what are your parting words for this episode oh, about my motherhood?
0: I don't know. I think it's different. It's different experiences for different people. As we said, we were just here talking about ours. But, you know, also certain things I've learned. In between, please don't lose yourself in the process because also that affects how you parent your child. Yes. Right? You have to do stuff for yourself you, you, to be the best mom. And I totally also believe in being a conscious if you need to write this down, like your nanny cannot bring up. We are lucky we live in a country where everybody has. As a nanny, nanny. yeah. Now, when you start making your nanny your, the mother of the house, my friend, yeah, no, no, your nanny
1: cannot be your surrogate. Cannot, you have to be. Present. You have to be.
0: You have to be conscious and present for those kids because you are setting um, a foundation. And yeah. if people have watched enough, we have all watched enough documentaries. Everybody pretty much has Netflix or Showmax. You yeah. can see the amount of damage you can do to these kids at such a young age. Yes, and they will recover. Yes, and you can't, you've, you've set it. And f- unfortunately, the same way people have daddy issues, there's mommy issues too. Uh, there's a lot of mommy issues. There's a lot of mommy, we mommy issues. We just don't because, talk about Yeah, it. because we're the ones with the soft touch. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we are born, we are made a certain way. That's why we are mommies, we're not daddies. Yeah. So the minute you do, you don't even have to like, physically abuse a child or whatever. It's just that lack of attention or care, just the most basic things that actually sit with them. And they sit in other families, maybe your a relative here, and they yeah. see they're getting this, but I don't get it from my mom. And then it becomes Yeah, they issue.
1: wonder, like, what's wrong with me? Because then the kids start internalizing and thinking, there must be something wrong with me. <gasps> that That's is, why that my mom explodes. is not doing Then
0: you're things. a 25-year-old sitting in a therapist's chair, <laughs> and then you're remembering... Why you're so fucked up is because of these things that happened to you when you were two or three years old. Yes, no, it's so true. So don't have kids and then leave them to be brought up by people. Please, Don't don't, don't outsource mothering. Yes.
1: Do it. Yes, but do it. You know, there's also no, no, I would say like my takeaway will be there is no medal for suffering. Zero. So, and there's also, no formula for mothering there's no formula, the way you want to do it. And right. there's no medal for suffering. So you be, you know, breaking your back and not accepting help and saying, you know, I can be the only, I'm the only one who baits my kids or do da 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 da. And like you just not accepting help in general. You know what? It doesn't mean the mother who accepts help and has like a nanny and whatever is not being a great mom. So if you can make your load lighter by outsourcing some work around motherhood please do that for and make me, your spouse a parent yes it's they're not, not a Gany, they're not uncles <laughs> and they're not babysitters <laughs> and for me also one thing routine 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 children thrive on routine i don't care what people say i've seen like uh, there's, there's 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 something like free range parenting not for me like <laughs> I thrive on routine. My kids thrive on routine. Research has actually shown in general. yeah. Me, I'm a free-range parent. But we'll talk about that thing (laughs) another day. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying on on round two. When I say that, it's just for me, it's like, you know, when you say routine, it doesn't mean like you have a whip. But the kids know when we wake up, we eat breakfast, we change, we brush our teeth. Lunch comes around this time. Nap time is around this time. Dinner is around this time. Okay, in that sense, yes. That's what I mean. That's That's what I mean. Like, like there's a structure. Also, maybe routine. But the routine is like a structure. There's a structure to the kids' lives. Because I think when there's no structure, like, everyone is just all over the place. You all struggle. You will all struggle, especially the kids. Because I think when you set up that structure in place, you can even plug in. Like, I've had, like, I've changed maybe two. I'm on my third nanny now. and all have been amicable partings, but it's been so easy to just plug them in because then they are coming into a system that is working. Yeah. You know, the general things, like if it's school, you know what time is wake up and so on. So such things for me is what mm-hmm. I mean, that there's a bit of structure so that there's the kids are not feeling like overwhelmed, overwhelmed by yeah, things. That's true. Yeah. And then don't over activate your kids in when I say like don't don't have your kids do too many activities kids need to learn what boredom is so that they can be use creative, their minds. Yeah. yeah, be creative and just, you know, learn also to just be still with themselves and their thoughts. Mm. We're really over-parenting <laughs> over our kids when it comes to that. Like, you know, like, oh, you have this activity, this activity, this activity. Yeah, don't, they so don't be, have to be busy 24-7. They don't have seven, to be yeah. busy 24-7. And, and in general, like, I think it doesn't matter how much you have, like, your kids will love you for who you are. Yeah. So just be the best that you can. And... There's no... no. I also believe
0: that nobody should tell you how to parent. No. Society, your friend, because the people have no... Nobody should tell you how to be a mother. No. That's for you to decide what kind of mother you want to be and just do it. As long as you're not harming these kids. Yes. You parent... You... Be the mother that you want to be.
1: And you're the mother. Like whether, you know, whether you have had the child, natural, you know, but I I normally don't understand this. Oh, did you have a CS section or did you have a natural birth? If you're giving birth. They are both natural, whether it's C-section or vaginally. That is the difference. But there's nothing about like, oh, you—it was a natural birth. Like both of them are, and there's no distinction. But there's so much mom shaming. For me, what I—I I think we should actually go back. To all, we this. need to. We need to we go to. We're not We're
0: digressing here now. We're digressing from our last one.
1: From our last <laughs> one. But we will be back. This thing about mom shaming. Oh my God! Like, why are there so many? Superior mothers out there. Like, and they feel. We, so we, I think this
0: is what we're doing. We're coming with 2.0. Before, yeah, yeah we have to Malaysia this thing. This got, there'll be a part two. Yeah, we, we have, have to a part, continue, part two.
1: And so then like, yes. We will come back. Let us not digress. Thank you for tuning in to (laughs) Grow People Business. Remember to like our pages, subscribe. You know, we're everywhere. We're on Spotify, we're on Anchor, we're on CastBox. Everywhere, like us, listen to us, share. By the way. Please do. Share our pages. And send us feedback. You guys are amazing for that. We love you. Shiro, are you up to being cuddly and loving our audience I'm a, I'm still the one who's You're still taking you one for the team. Okay, I'm still taking one for the team. Love you big time people until next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.